Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. Happy Tuesday. No, this is a Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I have to apologize. As everybody knows, we just had a newborn. We're super excited, but that means I have zero sleep. So we're running for, we're running forward as in real estate. We just uh, we take things as they come. And today's no different. And I am super excited about our conversation today. We have, uh, oops, sorry. We have Leanne Fortune. Almost got that last name wrong there. Um, from Austin, Texas, originally from uh, from Alaska. Uh, Leanne is um, a professional in the construction side. She also does green development and uh, raises capital, which are all topics we love to talk about. Leanne, I am super excited to jump into this. Thank you very much for hopping on the show. Yeah, thanks, Gabe. I, um, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. Absolutely. Um, I told you before we got on here, we like stories. We like to hear how people got to where they are. So why don't you take us back to the beginning of your story? How'd you get started in real estate? Yes, I have a great story and I love sharing it. So yeah, my pleasure. Um, my name is Leanne Lee Fortune. I am from Alaska is how I always start it. I grew up on a really, really remote island in Alaska, actually, and my dad's a commercial fisherman. So okay. I grew up fishing on the ocean all the time. And I was really comfortable on boats. So therefore, I actually went on to get my biology degree because I just love nature and animals. And because I had all that sea time, might as well get my 100 ton captain's license, right? (laughs) So that Might um, might as well, I just had to take a test and it was easy for me. So I know all my knots, all the nautical stuff. So I went ahead and did that, and that allowed me to get a job with the state of Alaska Department of Fish and Game. And uh, I was at sea six months plus a year doing research uh, and helping manage commercial fisheries in Alaska. At one point, I was like 20 miles off of Russia. Like, that's how close Alaska is to Russia. You know, at one point, I was actually closer to Russia than I was to Alaska. We were out doing invasive crab species research and stuff. It was fun. I had a blast. But doing that, you don't get cell phone service. You don't get Wi-Fi. You're just kind of out in nature on a boat, and you don't have contact with society, you know? So you can't really have a relationship, be like, okay, honey, I'll see you in like six, seven months, you know, you're not going to hear from me. That doesn't work very well. So in my younger 20s and stuff, that was really fun. And I loved it. And it was exciting. And I saw things that most people will never see in their lives. But and there and there was no room to really grow. Like I could have, um, they they were like thinking of training me to be the captain of, on the research vessel and stuff like that. But that's where it ends. And I just have this entrepreneurial spirit that I'm like, I want limitless growth opportunities. You know, I don't want to see that there's a top. So. I decided to quit my job and I had no idea what I was going to do. I was listening to the four hour work week by Mm -hmm. um, Tim Ferriss. 
And I it was just I just got so inspired. I was like, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur and I quit my job. <laughs> and I had no idea what I was gonna do. It was kind of crazy. I traveled to Southeast Asia for like three months, hopped over to Bali, did this like eat, pray, love spiritual. <laughs> nice. And I was like, what am I gonna do? Uh, at one point when I landed back in Alaska, I was in my car driving. And I hear this, do you want to learn how to flip houses? And I was like, Classic. Oh, yeah, I should do that. You know, like, that's what I'm going to do. So I went to there to the seminar and I signed up for the classes because I had really, I had experience with my father building. He's actually quite a great builder and he would buy land and I'd help him set up the pad with the excavator. I had, you know, experience doing that, but not a ton of experience. And I'm this young woman who just quit her job and is a biologist, you know, on a, a boat and um, <laughs> like try going and asking for loans to flip houses. They're like, yeah, OK, girl, you know what you got, <laughs> you know. But anyways, I was hard headed and super inspired and motivated. And I just went for it. I signed up for the class. I started my own LLC. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And I was staying in this efficiency apartment that was just like kind of crappy with my dog. And um, was this in uh, was this in Alaska? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I end up meeting my now husband. Um, he was also on a similar path. He worked on a, he was an industrial engineer working on um, the slope in Alaska on the oil fields. They would go up there. <laughs> Build, you know all the stuff so he was working up there and he would do shifts up there for months at a time kind of similar to me yeah you guys had a similar similar lifestyle so he quit and he same as me had no plan except for he was gonna go learn how to flip houses and so we had a lot in common <laughs> <laughs> you and, have that spirit yeah and we ended up uh meeting at the the real estate conference thing where we were learning how to flip houses and uh, we met outside of class and ended up deciding to partner up. And uh, we're, our first flip was in Alaska, and it was a, a huge learning experience. We took it down <laughs> to the are, right? Yeah, we took it down to the studs, and it was Oof. in the middle of winter. Oof. And we had no heat, no light, you know, no electricity. Alaska is dark in the wintertime and it goes down to negative 20 and I was all bundled up jackhammering concrete to reroute the plumbing. Oh, geez. It was, yeah, it was quite a learning experience. And in the end, we really made nothing. It was like a whole year. <laughs> I've had that experience. So I feel you. I didn't make anything. And we were like, well, we learned a lot. You know, that's what you say when you uh, kind of. <laughs> when you have well, a small failure. Yep. Yeah. It's like, well, I learned a lot. So we went on to the next one in Alaska. And after that next one, we decided, okay, Alaska is not for us. This is a really small, it's a small fishbowl. You know, it's kind of how we felt about it. There just wasn't a lot of opportunity. And we have these big mindsets, like growth mindsets that we want to do big things. And so we ended up deciding Austin, Texas, and we had never been here. We just like kind of heard the market was good and it was kind of a cool place to be. And we didn't even do much research. We were just like, let's go. So <laughs> you heard we, one Joe Rogan uh, podcast and you're like, all right, we're moving to Texas. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so we sold everything 
uh, he had a Jeep. We put a rooftop tent on it and we took like two suitcases each, put them in there and took her, my dog and uh, traveled from Alaska down to Texas. And, you know, you have to go through Canada and all yeah, that. that's a that's a road trip. It took six weeks because we had fun doing it. We didn't just straight drive. We'd stop at national parks and stuff. And we had a lot of fun. But it took six weeks to get from uh, Anchorage, Alaska down to Austin, Texas. And we just had a blast the whole way. And luckily we did. Because once we landed in Austin, it's just been work, like, you know, the grind to build the our empire that we want to build since then. Mm-hmm. And um, we landed here. We had, like, no money because I told you the flip wasn't very successful. We ended up getting into an apartment, bought a Walmart blow-up bed because we couldn't afford anything else. <laughs> got a hole in it immediately. We'd wake up on the floor, you know. But from there, we just started building what we have now, which is a um, successful green building construction company that uh, we buy land, we build green homes on them and and we sell them. And right now we've built over 60 homes and um, yeah, that's where we're at now. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love your guys' story because I mean, it really does go through the gamut. Um, I always like to stress to people just getting started out that you know it's going to be hard there's going to be really difficult times you're going to have times when you don't have any money and you're just trying to figure out how to do it and you guys went through that um it sounds like you you really went through the gamut there uh and i'm glad to hear that you made it out the other side 60 new construction um you know completed projects that is that's awesome that's a good number when did you guys actually land in austin how many uh, years ago was that it was uh, November of 2017. Yeah, so okay. it's been a little over five years now that we've been. Nice. Yeah, I'm sure. Looking back from now until 2017, you're just like, wow, so much has happened. I've we've accomplished so much. Um, that really is a, a good success story. So congratulations there. Um, the first question that comes to my mind, you know, a lot of people, you you guys started out in flips. That's where a lot of people start out as flips or or wholesales or something like that. Um, but not a lot of people graduate from flips immediately to new construction. So my question is, why did you guys choose new construction and what were the influences that kind of got you there? Yeah. So we wanted to be green builders. We, we care about the environment. And can you, uh, real quick, can you define green building? What does that mean to you? Cause I know a lot of people say that I'm just, it doesn't seem like there's a, a uniform definition of what it means. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of um, eco bling stuff out there, I know. So, yeah, we do uh, five star Austin Energy Green Build rated homes. There's a lot, it takes a lot to, to get the five star rating, but essentially, we're super energy efficient. We do um, a lot of things that reduces the carbon footprint. We'll put solar panels on top of the house. We have external insulation that wraps around the whole entire home, which is a foam board insulation so that heat can't transfer into the home through the studs. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and it's called thermal bridging. So it stops thermal bridging. And then we have a heat pump, hot water heaters, heat pump, HVAC, um, energy efficient appliances and, you know, it, um let's see even the floor they uh plant two new trees for every tree that they use to make the hardwood flooring all right all right we're just conscious about what goes inside of the home okay cool um and why so why new construction though um you know it's a it's a lot easier when you start out 
to to buy things that are already existing you know building is it's a there's a lot more involved in it so what kind of led you guys to new construction in the beginning yeah so when doing flips it's hard to know what the budget is going to be you run into a lot of surprises and um that tended to always happen to us i would say we're not very successful at flips uh, because we would open a wall and there'd be a whole new, you know, a whole new world in there. (laughs) Oh, we have to replace the whole electrical system in this house because there's been 10 electricians in here and they didn't know what they were doing or something like that, you know? So um, I would say that we kind of got tired of those surprises, but then on top of it, um, we wanted to be green builders and energy efficient. You know, we want to have a purpose. I guess, is really what it was. I don't just want to be a a real estate developer who has a bad rap because they come in and tear down the forest and, you know, build homes that are crappy and stuff like that. Uh, We want to actually have a purpose of building quality homes that are better for the environment. And so it's easier to do that with new construction when you're building in a home or trying to create a green home from something that's already been built. It's kind of impossible. And the highest we got was a three-star rating. And so um, we just got tired of doing that and decided new construction and something that is specific to Austin is you can buy an SF3 zoned lot and you can build two homes on that lot Mm. and so what that allows us to do is have a larger profit margin by doing Mm -hmm. that and so that's what we ended up doing uh we changed we pivoted which you know you should do anybody who's on an entrepreneurial journey if something's not working you're like feel free to pivot right yeah absolutely and so that's what we ended up doing. We ended up pivoting. We did a couple flips here, not super successful on it. Um, decided to buy SF3 zoned lots. Some of them have old homes on them. And what we would do is actually, if they were on piers, we'd lift them, lift them up and carry them off to someone else who could flip it. So it didn't go in the landfill. And we really mm-hmm. liked that. And Wait, uh, you lifted the house off of the foundation? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's great. I haven't heard of that one before. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty amazing and it just it feels good because you're not putting it into the landfill since we're environmentally conscious builders to be able to do that and allow someone else to take the home and and turn it into something better they would flip it or they'd put it on land somewhere else and that was that was good so we've done that several times if we can't do that uh, we recycle everything. So it still doesn't go into the landfill. They actually use robots to to take the material and, and recycle it. Which my, my uncle actually has a, 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 a construction recycling facility. And so they take the, the debris from construction sites and they turn it into like uh, wallboard and um, or siding, I mean, and, you know, stuff like that. So really cool. The, the different things you can recycle and turn it into something new. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And uh, yeah, and then we can, uh, we actually have an in-house architect and engineer. And so we can develop our own plans, make it more energy efficient, depending on where the place, window placement is, stuff like that, eaves matter, you know, um, all that. So we brought everything in-house and we now buy land and make the plans and build the new homes. And so, Very cool. And are you guys only in Austin or have you guys reached out from... Uh... 
you know, other areas in Texas, Alaska, maybe you probably don't want to go up to Alaska, but are you guys uh, uh, focused in on Austin? Yeah, I have family that wants us to go to Alaska, but no, right now we're only in Austin, but the, we are talking about branching out. We would probably take baby steps, you know, other places in Texas and, Texas, then, yeah. and then move out from there. Yeah. Very cool. Well, hey, I mean, that is, uh, I like your guys' um, your business model. I like that you chose something that you're passionate about, you know, so many times in real estate it can just turn into numbers. Uh, but if you really think that you are, you know, you're doing something good in the world, you're putting in green buildings that are going to be a boon for the environment um, that can really give you the motivation to move forward. So I love that you guys chose that. Um, we're, we're running down on time. I wanted to get into raising capital because, you know, you're an expert at that. But before we do that, I also just want to get a 30,000 foot view of your guys's process when it comes to building new new constructions i know you can go really deep in this it can take an hour but just give us the a real quick um overview of what your guys's process looks like finding finding the land doing the the building all that stuff yeah yeah so a lot of the times because we've grown so big we're kind of like the largest real estate um, developer builder on in this part of austin so Mm -hmm. our signs are everywhere people know us a lot of the times we'll get calls, people saying, hey, do you want to buy this? And agents, real estate agents know, and they'll come to us as well. So that we have several avenues of, of you know, identifying lot, people bringing lots to us to buy, whether it be an old home on it or not. Sometimes it's vacant lots. Sometimes it's subdivides too. We've started getting into that. But anyhow... Someone will bring us a deal. Uh, we don't go out and search for it so much because so many people are calling us with with the deals. And so um, we don't need to put our efforts there. So that's how we get the deals. And then vetting them, we really just see it. We want to be close to where we're already working because we don't want to dispatch our employees and, you know, are out to different, it's too much driving time. We kind of want to be kind of centrally located. So location matters. And then the zoning matters. What can we do with it? You know, is this even viable or possible? Is it something we want to subdivide? Is it something we want to subdivide and sell, subdivide, build, you know, stuff like that? So we just go through the whole process of seeing if it's a good viable lot that we want to buy. And then, of course, you always have to take into account the ROI. You know, are we going to make money on it? That's yeah. always consider. So that's kind of the process of what we go through as far as purchasing and buying lots. Yep. And then I'm sure you guys engage your, your, you know, you get a survey, you engage your architects to get the, the, the plans drawn up once you guys do decide to build. Um, did you guys, how did you guys develop the relationships with the builders? Did you have one builder that you work with or have you vetted multiple and you kind of have different people that do different things? Uh, so we brought that in house. We're actually the builder. Um, we have hired how many superintendents do we have? Um, I think we have six superintendents. Hmm. And so uh, they will manage several of our construction sites. And that's kind of why we want to keep it centrally located is because they hmm. need to drive between the sites that they're managing. They'll manage about five homes that we're building. Um, and so, well, six actually, six homes that we're building. And so that's why location matters. And um, basically, the architect is our employee. He works for us. He actually gained experience with us and went to get his license. 
So he's been working for us for uh, almost four years. Okay. And during that time, that's how he got his experience and was able to get his license. So now we have an in-house architect. And um, yeah, we so we have our superintendent. We assign him to the project. He manages the whole entire build. And we have our whole process lined out that he can just follow. I love it. And yeah. if you were to give, you know, for anybody who's listening, who wants to start in new construction, if you were to give them one tip, you know, getting started, what would that piece of advice be? <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, There's so many moving pieces. Uh, I think when I said that then they follow the steps, it's all lined out. Um, Now it took us uh, years to really create it uh, and make it to where it's something, a system that, you know, an employee, we can hire him and he can just follow it. I would say uh, get your systems in place and be really organized. And if you're not organized, hire somebody that is. I am not an organized person. I will admit that 100%. I am the lofty like entrepreneur with all these ideas floating around and I'm not an organized person. I had that was actually my first hire was an operations manager to get us organized because we are the entrepreneurs that are just kind of all over the place. <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely. Hire what you are not good at. I love that. Um Yes. All right, man. I, I love this topic. I love uh, you know how much wisdom you guys have, but I do have to move us on. Before we move into the quick question round, I would be remiss if I did not ask you about raising capital. You're an expert at it, so um, you know, in a five minute little spiel here, tell us what are the tips, what are the the crucial um, processes, I guess, that you follow to raise capital for your deals. Yeah. Um- I think back to when I was first starting and I told you I had no experience and I want to touch on this because I feel like, you know, I may be talking to a lot of people that are wanting to get started. I got started and I had really no experience. I leaned on my, the people that I knew my, um, I would say like, well, you know, maybe I'm not good at this, but I know somebody who is, and you know, I have these contacts and stuff like that. And I really leaned on my partner because he had experience. Experience too. And I'd say, well, my partner has this experience and we're doing a joint venture together. And so it's not about what you know, but who you know, really, you know, you can lean on that. And it's, it's all about relationships as well. Um, build good relationships with people. All of my investors, um, they, they believe in me so much because I have such a good relationship with them and I keep in contact with them and I let them know how the project is going and whatnot. So honestly, um, it is about the deal. You want to present the numbers. You want to show them like what, you know, give them a good return, show them that it's a good investment, but then also just keep that really good relationship with them. And, you know, as long as they trust you, they're more than likely going to stay with you, not just for one deal, but multiple deals. They'll want to keep reinvesting if you have a good relationship with them. Nice. Absolutely. Yep. It's all about relationships. Um, and relationships come down to communication. So it sounds like that yeah. is your, uh, that's your secret sauce there is being extra communicative with your investors, yeah. um, show them that you're a good steward of their money. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up there and move us on to the quick question round. Are you ready? Yes. Let's do it. Starts with education. I need two recommendations. Give me one for real estate and one for general life wisdom. 
Oh, goodness. Um, the real estate one, I would say um, there's this really good book. Uh, what was it? I, the Millionaire Real Estate Investor by mm -hmm. Gary Keller, Dave Jenkins, and Jay Papasan. I actually know Jay Papasan personally. I work with the Papasan group very frequently. Okay. And he's constantly dropping good wisdom nuggets. It covers topics about finding investments, opportunities, evaluating the properties, um, financing, and it, it has a whole gamut of good information in there. And then I would say for the non-real estate one, I mean, I already talked about the four-hour work week. It's really for entrepreneurs. It's really inspiring for me. But another non-real estate um, kind of good uh, book is The Alchemist. Um, oh yeah good uh, good suggestion <laughs> i can't say his last name i have never heard it honestly well, or whatever it is yeah yeah i butchered it <laughs> but yeah it's all about this shepherd that's finding his personal legend and his true purpose in life and it's just really inspiring and i feel like it kind of parallels my journey like every everybody goes on their journey you know and it just it, yeah it's a great book yeah, The Alchemist is it's one of my all-time favorite. I love uh like philosophy kind of books, but they're in story form. And yeah. The Alchemist just crushes it. That's a great recommendation. Absolutely. Surprisingly, not a lot of people have said that. I asked this, you know, we're 371 episodes in. I asked yeah. that every single that same question every single time. I think you might be the first person to say The Alchemist. Um awesome. it surprises me because I love that book. Oh, yeah. It's my top favorite. They actually quoted it at my wedding and everything. I mean, I just love the book. <laughs> nice. All right. Moving us on to the next question. This is for your younger self. So let's go back to the land who was up there on her ship over, you know, 20 miles off the coast of Russia. Go to her, look her in the eye, give her one piece of advice moving forward. Uh, embrace the process of learning and growth and don't be afraid to make mistakes and encounter challenges and just take them on and look at them as learning and growth opportunities and so don't be afraid to make mistakes nice i love it embrace the process of learning and growth good advice all right next question is about your business the first three hires we make are form the foundation of our business so what were your first three hires and would you do it in a different uh, order if you did it again today I would not. I think I did it. I nailed it. Uh, my first hire, like I said, was my operations manager. And I hired... So my partner and I took a test. And it was a test by uh, Keller Williams, actually, because I have such good relationships with agents. And so they allowed me to take this personality test, me and my partner. And it was very... It took like an hour to take the test. And the thing that showed true on that test is that both of us aren't organized. <laughs> and, uh, and I will will both admit that, you know, and uh, so our our first hire, we're like, well, that we need our first hire needs to get us organized. So operations manager was our first hire. And then our second hire was a um, general contractor. And he um, was the lead kind of general contractor so that he could then we then hired our superintendents after that. And so it was his job to manage all the superintendents that were out building our projects. And uh, and then, of course, if after that, I could go on and on. And then we hired our bookkeeper and, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> I, 
we did it right. I, mean, yeah. I would not do it any different. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you guys started with um, to kind of cover your what your strengths did not cover, which I think is a great way to start. Um, you know what you're strong at. You don't need somebody to do that because you are strong at it. And so you, you cover your uh, cover your weak side, cover the things you guys need covered, and then uh, um, go from there. So good uh, good strategy. Love that. I'm gonna move us to the next question, and this. I already know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. The U.S. is a big place, a lot of opportunity out there. Give me the single metro, the single city you're most exciting about investing in today. Oh, um, I mean, I'm staying in Austin. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was going to say. It's got to be Austin. (laughs) People are working here, you know. (laughs) It's a place to be if you want to be in real estate. (laughs) Yep, Absolutely. All right. Uh, next question is about luck, and this is just a uh, just a fun one. Um, luck is fifty percent of everything. You know, we always say if you put effort out there, you'll get it in return. But luck always comes into play. So, what was your luckiest moment in real estate? Oh goodness! I mean, I say luck is when preparation meets opportunity, and I feel like I am constantly preparing and learning and growing, so that when that opportunity comes, I go for it. Like that's that's just what I do. I take there, yeah, I take risks all the time. Leaps <laughs> of faith, I call them. As far as luck goes, or my luckiest, I told you that when I moved to Austin, I didn't even research it. And I really just came, I came here with no money because my flips didn't work. I put all my money into education, learning, and that flip. So I was like down to rubbing two pennies together. That's all I had. And so the fact that I took that leap of faith to move, I think it was like over 3,000 miles. I think it's like 3,500 miles or something uh, that I traveled to get here uh, with nothing. The fact that I came here with nothing and I built what I have now, I, I feel pretty lucky. I, I'm pretty grateful for that. <laughs> nice. No, yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many, so many variables when it comes to choosing a place to move to. Um, and you're right. You got to have luck. You might've, who knows, even in the area in a city that you move to, um, you'll get lucky if you, if you move to the right area. So Love yeah. to hear that. Next question is about mentors. Uh, none of us are islands. We form the foundation or we stand on the shoulders of giants. So who is one mentor who has contributed significantly to your career today? Oh, well, I mentioned the Papasan group, right? So when I landed in Austin, the uh, Wendy, uh, Jay's wife, uh, Jay, Wendy Papasan uh, was one of the first agents that I met. And they started to help us sell our homes. But not only did they help us sell our homes, but they had us take the tests, like I told you about. And um, they really just uh, didn't, they were super open with their knowledge and education. And they shared quite a bit with us. They even invited us to their home and um, educated us on how to hire employees. We had never had employees. We didn't know what to do, you know, like scary like oh my gosh now people are gonna rely on us to get their paycheck you know every couple weeks like right kind of a lot and then how to do it i don't know there's taxes involved that i need to worry about and stuff like that and how to find the right person there's a lot to it to and when you're adding somebody to your it's kind of a family and you don't want to bring in toxic people or people Mm -hmm. that don't fit well there's 
a lot. So the fact that they educated us, uh, Wendy and Jay Popson, then uh, and, and they've written tons of books. They invite me to speak at their events now sometimes, and so it's just it's really fun and it's been a great relationship and they're great mentors. Nice, I love it. All right, that leads us to the last question, and this is for the listeners. You've given us a lot to think about. I'm sure people want to reach out, get in contact with you, learn about what you're doing down there in Austin. So what is the best way for people to reach out to you? Yeah, I'm on all the social media platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, we even have a TikTok now and all that stuff. It's at Fortunate Foundations for all of them. And that's Fortunate Foundations with an S. It's plural. Some people miss that. And then you can always email us. Uh, you can email us at info at Fortunate Foundations or Leanne, L-E-A-N-N at Fortunate Foundations. And uh, we we always have investment opportunities. If anyone's interested in investing, we you know sell houses. We also do custom home building as well. So if someone wants us to build their custom home, so I'm available for all of those things. And I'm always happy to share my knowledge as well because that's how I got to where I am. So you know I'm happy to. <laughs> if people have questions, I'm happy to answer them. All right. Well, uh, thank you for showing up. I, I do appreciate you. You obviously have a ton of knowledge and I love the love that you were willing to come and share it. Um, if anybody does want to reach out, I'm going to put those links in the show notes. So all you got to do is just click a little more in the description. It'll pull down the full description and in there you can find Leanne's links. Um, so Leanne, that does wrap it up. Again, I appreciate you coming on and uh, I hope you guys have great success in the future. Absolutely. Thank you, Gabe, for having me. Absolutely. For everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe, with realestateinvestingclub.com. And if you guys want to support the show, all we ask is you give us a like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Other than that, hope you guys have a great week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right. Before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.